0: Welcome back to love letters and mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This is a weekly podcast with new episodes every Sunday and Monday morning. The inspiration for this podcast was a desire to talk about things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, three years ago, or yesterday. After listening to this episode, please make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. Rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Audible. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes, or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. I wanted to open this episode with a beautiful reading that I found, and it aligns perfectly with our topic for today. The title of this piece is "I Was Trying to Describe You to Someone," and it's by Richard Brodigan. I was trying to describe you to someone a few days ago. You don't look like any girl I've ever seen before. I couldn't say, well, she looks just like Jane Fonda, except that she's got red hair and her mouth is different, and of course, she's not a movie star. I couldn't say that because you don't look like Jane Fonda at all. I finally ended up describing you as a movie I saw when I was a child in Tacoma, Washington. I guess i saw it in 1941 or 1942 somewhere in there i think i was seven or eight or six it was a movie about rural electrification a perfect 1930s new deal morality kind of movie to show kids the movie was about farmers living in the country without electricity they had to use lanterns to see by at night for sewing and reading and they didn't have any appliances like toasters or washing machines and they couldn't listen to the radio. They built a dam with big electric generators, and they put poles across the countryside and strung wire over fields and pastures. There was an incredible, heroic dimension that came from the simple putting up of poles for the wires to travel along. They looked ancient and modern at the same time. Then the movie showed electricity like a young Greek god coming to the farmer to take away forever the dark ways of his life. Suddenly, religiously, with the throwing of a switch, the farmer had electric lights to see by when he milked his cows in the early black winter mornings. The farmer's family got to listen to the radio and have a toaster and lots of bright lights to sew dresses and read the newspaper by. It was really a fantastic movie and excited me, like listening to the Star-Spangled Banner, or seeing photographs of President Roosevelt, or hearing him on the radio. The President of the United States. I wanted electricity to go everywhere in the world. I wanted all the farmers in the world to be able to listen to President Roosevelt on the radio. And that's how you look to me. So today, we are talking about the power of eclipse season. And this is not an astrology episode, I'm not an astrologer, I'm just a person who walks through these seasons the same way that you do. And every now and then I think it can be really helpful to just pause, be where we are and see what's going on in the world around us. That's actually a very powerful writing exercise for any of the writers who are listening. Maybe you do this as well, I do it too. Um, Whenever you're feeling stuck or you really can't get the words on the page for an idea that you're trying to share with someone, you just take a moment to be where you are and observe the quotidian and see what's going on around you. And that's what you start writing about. And it almost feels really counterintuitive, right? You want this beautiful creative idea. You want to be effusive and descriptive and really pull people in. And the practice is just to sit where you are and observe and write about the everyday things that are happening in front of you. And for some reason, it unlocks this beautiful thing in our minds and the creativity starts flowing. So for this eclipse season episode, I am not going to dive into the astrological aspects of what eclipses mean, but I do want to talk about the concept of eclipses in our lives. The dictionary defines an eclipse as an obscuring of the light from one celestial body by the passage of another between it and the observer, or between it and its source of illumination. Now the second definition of an eclipse is a loss of significance, power, or prominence in relation to another person or thing. So, for this episode without doing any research on what every internet astrology expert believes that these next few eclipses will bring to the surface, I just sat with those definitions and I thought about what that would mean in my own life. And maybe that's the gift of eclipse season. It's inviting us to think about what is eclipsing us? What are we eclipsing? What are we separated from? where do we feel a loss of significance power or prominence in relation to another person place or thing and how does that show up in our lives i for one (laughs) could not feel less like a celestial body these days and i am not sure that i have so much light in me currently but i can definitely relate to feeling a little obscured a little insignificant and really distant from my source of illumination. If you listen to this podcast pretty often, you know that I love asking questions. I love curiosity so much more than certainty. And there is no better time than eclipse season to start asking ourselves the questions and allowing those answers to flow out of us. So I wrote down a list of questions that I thought would be just perfect for eclipse season. And I hope that you have the time and space this week to really sit with these questions and really embrace your answers and see where they lead you. Number one, is there a person, place, or thing that obscures my light? Number two, what forces me to be witnessed in my shadow state? Number three, how do these shadows shape? And define me number four how do they shift based on the angle and intensity of the light coming toward me number five where does my power exist number six how is my power defined in relation to other people places and things number seven What could ever dim its significance? Number eight, how often do I confuse temporary people, places, and things that cast shadows as they pass through my life with something permanent? Number nine, who or what forces me to tell the truth about who I am at my core? Number 10, what have I allowed to become a barrier between myself and my power? I hope those questions reveal some things to you at this time. Ram Dass once famously said, we are all just walking each other home. And that is such a beautiful sentiment. It sounds beautiful when I read it here on this podcast, but it's really difficult to incorporate into our daily lives especially when our interactions can feel a lot less like celestial bodies passing by one another and they feel more like car crashes. And that's what eclipses might bring up for you. Those moments when you feel overshadowed or blocked and at the moment it can feel completely out of alignment. But I also think that there are very often lessons hidden in those moments. And if we can step out of reactivity and walk towards curiosity. We can learn things about ourselves, our dynamics, the world around us. And then that eclipse serves a purpose. And maybe that's the practice. That's the practice that we're talking about this week. Maybe the eclipse is all about remembering flaws, remembering divinity, remembering humanity, remembering impermanence, remembering that light and darkness have a long term monogamous relationship that we can never get between, no matter how much they fight with each other. And that they've learned to balance, coexist, reconcile, romance each other, and use each other's best and worst qualities simply for the purpose of illumination. And I love thinking about it that way. You know, there's such polarizing information and takes, especially on social media, about light and dark and shadow work and, you know, what we focus on expands, but, you know, aren't we supposed to look at the darkness within us and kind of purge it? And you can go back and forth all day. And I don't want to have that conversation. I think I'm going to go back to my Italian roots for this eclipse because maybe my theme for this eclipse in particular is Maniera Tenebrosa. And tenebrism is from the Italian word tenebroso. And that means dark, gloomy, and mysterious, almost like an eclipse. And it's also occasionally called dramatic illumination. And it's this very powerful style of painting. And in it, they use violent contrasts of light and dark. And darkness becomes a dominating feature of the image but without it, the light wouldn't be able to do its job and really highlight where it wants to bring the person's eye. And this technique was developed to add drama to an image and it creates a spotlight effect, which is very common in Baroque paintings. And I actually wish I had a very beautiful Italian word for the way I feel and that it rolled off my tongue like a seductive mantra. But instead, I just have another question. And that is, with who, what, or where in your own life, is there a love affair of obscurity? Those tangled shadows and illuminations casting contrasts of light and dark, highlighting edges you weren't aware of, paths you previously hadn't considered, or bringing forth three dimensions from within you where you once only saw two. And that is the energy that I am dropping into for this eclipse season. And again, I'm not even that into astrology, but I also believe that absolutely everything is grist for the mill. No matter what we read, hear, or see, it can always inspire us to look inward. And hopefully that's what this season is all about. So there's another very common theme that pops up on social media a lot. People are always talking about creating and manifesting and all the things that we have to do in these moments that are deemed as special. And so I am here sitting by this virtual campfire talking to you and inviting you to do absolutely nothing during eclipse season other than root down to where you are. And this comes up in particular for so many of the people who listen to this podcast because Many of us were parentified children. We were very overly responsible for the physical safety, financial health, or emotional regulation of our caregivers. And when you grow up like that, there's this pervasive feeling that chases you throughout your whole life. We always feel as if we have to be doing something. And even if you didn't grow up in those environments, maybe you were growing up in a different dynamic, but that feeling You can relate to it. You know what I'm talking about. And this is probably something that saved us when we were kids, because if no one will take me to the hospital, then I'll just walk myself into an emergency room. If no one remembers to buy the food or lock the doors or wash the clothes or pay the bills, then I'll just do it myself. If no one protects me in moments of danger, then I'll learn how to fight for myself. But as we grow up and we evolve into adulthood, These things that once saved us end up distorting. And what once created this profound sense of safety and order has now become shackles and weights and something that really holds us back. Our survival techniques end up preventing us from thriving. So you can imagine how difficult it is that we find ourselves in adulthood attempting to course correct Attempting to acknowledge that bittersweet pang within us that wants to do something or to fix something or to try harder or to be better in these moments of fear, confusion or destruction. And maybe it's not even something that dramatic. Maybe it's just in these moments of life, living life on life's terms. And we want to do something so that we can show up better or save ourselves or fix everything. And maybe it's not even that dramatic. Maybe there's no destruction. Maybe it's just life on life's terms. And we feel that we have to earn our seat at the table all the time. That we can't sit down unless we have done something to earn the right to sit. And for so many of us, maybe you'll relate to this too, oftentimes our solutions to the problem end up being way worse than the problems themselves. And it's really hard to admit that the best thing that we can do sometimes is to do nothing, to take our hands off the wheel, to stop being distracted, and to lean into the curves of whatever winding road we're on, even and especially when it feels like that might just ruin us. But maybe that's a blessing in disguise, because ruins are beautiful, they're mysterious, They hold powerful energies they reveal interesting stories through their scars and yet they remain rooted and stoic despite destruction time weather and exploration and i thought about that in my own life like what area in my life feels like it's turning into a ruin at the moment and there's nothing really dramatic happening i have a few things going on as i'm sure everyone listening does And my first thought is that, yes, it is a ruin and I have to do something and I have to be better. And maybe if I'm perfect, or maybe if I exert more control, or maybe if I try to just insert myself in some way to change the situation, I can change the outcome. And I say that to myself with so much compassion. And I hope that what you take out of this podcast is to offer that same level of compassion to yourselves. Because it doesn't mean we're bad people for wanting to do something in these moments. I actually think it means that we have hope for something better. But we sort of have a complicated way of getting ourselves there. And I think about what's going on in my own life and I'm okay. I really am. And I don't have to do anything or be anything other than who and what I am in this moment. And honestly, that used to stir up such profound anxiety in me because I always felt like I was wrong, not like the situation was wrong or the dynamic was wrong or I said the wrong thing or I did the wrong thing. I felt like I was wrong. So if I could constantly get outside myself and attempt to change the things around me or exert some control, maybe I could fix what was wrong inside of me. But these days, I kind of love it here. And by here, I mean in this humble body that I've been given, just dropping deep into my humanity and walking slowly in the stream of life. And that can sound really poetic, and maybe it doesn't resonate for some of you, and maybe I'll feel differently tomorrow, but for today, that's how I feel. And I think it's really important to share that in these moments because it's almost like extending a hand to someone who maybe isn't in that spot yet who's really contracted in that state, who's experiencing their own eclipse, whether it's in their relationships or in their work life or with their health. Something is eclipsing them. There's some kind of barrier. And instead of exerting more control, maybe this message that I'm sharing here today is that light is always getting through. And you don't need to do anything or be different than you are right now maybe that right there is the simple gift and message of this eclipse season we don't have to do anything we don't have to chase maybe this time in our lives over the next few months is actually just about rooting down and how beautiful is that it's perfectly aligned with the season things are being planted right now and their roots are reaching down and maybe that's happening inside of us too. And I know that can sound really flowery and somebody can be like, Casey, I don't know about that. (laughs) But I love the natural cycles around us. Instead of separating ourselves from them, I like to observe them. Kind of like that practice I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. Instead of feeling completely out of sync with the world around me, Maybe it's great to just pause and get quiet and look at what's actually happening. It's spring and it's beautiful and it's warm and things are rooting down. We're planting things that we want to harvest over the next few months. That's such a powerful image, such a powerful message. And I wanted to share one more thing and I really hope this resonates as we close out this episode on eclipse season. When we are drowning in darkness, The light can sometimes look more threatening than the hole we are currently in. And so contrary to all common sense or inspiration, we just go ahead and dig ourselves in a deeper hole to avoid that light. Maybe this eclipse is about sitting in the light, observing the transient nature of our shadows, allowing for some roots to develop in uncomfortable spaces, and setting aside all of our stories. Maybe the powerful message that's channeling through during this season is to finally start getting curious about all the things that we think we know. Well, I really hope that this episode resonated with you and that you're able to integrate some of the messages that I just shared into the next few months. So until next week, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Before you close out of this episode, it would be so incredible if you could take a moment to like this episode or rate it or leave a review. You can always join me on Instagram and TikTok for daily journal prompts at love letters and mixtapes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode.